With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Yudalid. We begin six lines in Elo Amar Marzutra Hanitlas Mili Shavin Rabbanon Kelchasabel Taima. So we said that these three things, the rabbis made the halacha to be this way, and they didn't explain there how exactly it's working. Technically, there's no technical way that it works, but rather Rashi explains it works through Hefker, Bezin Hefker. There's a concept that the courts, the Jewish courts have the ability to make whatever they want, to make it Hefker, to make it ownerless, and that's how they make the Kenyan occur. So what are these three things? Chadaha, the first one is the concept of Mamet Shloshin, where three people are standing there that there are transfers. The second thing is, this someone who writes all of his nechassim, all of his possessions to his wife. So all he did was, even though it seems on the surface that he's making it, that it should all go to her, nevertheless, all he has done is made her into some kind of agent for the children to get the, the same, the, all of those nechassim, all of the possessions. What's the third thing? The Amar of Hanina, Rav Hananya says, Hamasi Isha Levinoi Gadol Babayis, someone who marries his son, to marries his son off, his oldest son, Kanai. So the son actually is Kanai. He acquires the house that he's gotten married in. This being, of course, assuming that no one is living in that house yet, and clearly the father had intended to give it to him. So he's Kanai. He, he acquires it, even though he hasn't done any kind of active acquisition. When the Rav Rav Achabardla, Rav said to Rav Achabardla, "Kava de Marika Isli Gabach." I have this kav of saffron, you have it. Yahave leploni, please give it over to so-and-so. Ba'abe kamelecha, and I'm saying this to you in front of him, to the hadronabi that I'm not going to pa- to back out. Mechlal, we can deduce from his statement, diboi hadarbei, masi hadarbei, if he wants to back out, he could back out. It sounds like he's just saying, I'm, I'm saying it in front of you that I'm not going to back out. No, the Gemara says, hachikam, and this is what he meant. Devarm halalalonin Khazar, he's saying, that since I did it in front of you, I cannot back out. Not because I choose to, but because I can. That's how it works. So we see my Shloshan works. So now the Gemara asks, Why was it important for Rav to stress this point if he already had said it previously? That Rav Huna said in the name of That I have money in your hands and and I want you to give it over to so-and-so. So if all three people are standing there, so he's Kona, there's a, a transaction that takes place. So he if I would have just known that, maybe that's only something which is a great present, a large amount of Amatanamu at this. If you're talking about a small amount, it shouldn't be required that the person be there. Kamash Malon, that's why we're saying that no. Even in a case where it's a small amount, you need all three parties there in order for it to be transferred. There were these two gardeners who made some kind of calculation amongst each other. And one of them, it turned out that there were five extra zuzim by the one guy. So he would that would be that he owed it to the other guy, to the other gardener. Amrile, so he said to him, Please give it over that money, that's that's my money, said one guy to the other. Give it over to the to the owner of the land because we owe him money. So they did that and they set it in front of the guy who owned the land, the economy And he made a kinyan, he owned it, meaning it transferred that he owes the money now to him. In the end he went and he made a cheshben on his own, he made the calculation on his own, and he realized that it was a mistake, the original calculation was a mistake, and there was no extra money. So what should he do? Because he already said that he owes this money to the owner of the land. So he came in front of Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman says, what can I do for you? First of all, we had this statement of Rav Huna Marav, which is my Mishlashni, we're doing it in front of three people, and therefore the Kenyan occurred, the transaction already occurred, you, you owe him the money. Void, and, and, and additionally, he was counted from you. 
Amalei Rava, so Rava says to, to Rav Nachman, he says, wait a second. He's not saying, this guy's not saying, I, I don't want to give the money. He's saying, I don't, he, I don't owe the money. There was a mistake. So Rav Nachman says, if that's the case, then it was a mistake. So there's called a kinyan a mistaken transaction. Whenever you have a mistaken transaction, so the, the transaction is null and void, and it goes back. So therefore, it doesn't owe any money. Itmar, we learned in our memra. Let's say someone says, "Give a hundred dollars to so and so because I owe him the money." So now I've given over to a messenger this money that I that I owe, and now the messenger is on his way. He's taking it. So what happens if there's if there's some kind of onus? If there's some kind of accident, the money is lost. So Rav says, that the person who sent it indeed is still chayiv and nachrayis. He still has an obligation if the money doesn't get to the guy to still has to pay him. Rav says, nevertheless, if I want to, since I'm the one who sent it, I cannot back out. Shmuel says, no, since I have an obligation to pay if something happens to it, therefore I can still back out because since I, it's, it's still my responsibility, so therefore I can back out if I want to. Let us say that this is what they're arguing about. That one holds that when you say holech, when you say give it over to him, so it's like you're saying, I want you to, to merit it for him, meaning I want the Kenyan, I want the transaction to take place right away, and it's his. And therefore, the guy who sent it cannot back out. And the one who says that he can back out is because he holds that when you say holech, when you say take this, it's not considered like he's Kony, he doesn't create a transaction right away. So one says loy. That's not true. The kule alma holich kishidam. Everyone agrees that when you say give it over, you have given it over. It's his. And this is what they're arguing about. One says that we don't say that because of the fact that I'm chayiv and therefore I can back out. No, we don't say that. They're not connected. The fact that I can't back out is not connected to the fact that I'm chayiv and Meaning, this one holds that indeed I do have to take responsibility if something happens. However, I can't back out. And the other one says, no, since I have this responsibility, if anything gets lost, therefore I still can back out. We have a b'risa that seems, seems to be similar to Rav's statement. Give this money over to so-and-so because I own the money. Or give this money over to so-and-so. Holech means to take it. Tain means to give it. So in either of these cases, because I own the money. Give this money over, bring this money over to so-and-so, which is money that he left by me not to use. I have it and give it over to him. And give over this money to so-and-so. This pikadon sheyishlo biyadi chayv yachriyoso. All these cases, so I'm indeed chayv and achrayis. I have an obligation if anything was wrong. Nevertheless, if if I want to back out, I cannot back out. So what do we see? We see that this is a proof to Rav that Rav says you can't back out despite the fact that you're going to be chayv and achrayis. You're going to be obligated if anything happens. Pikadon lemalei enritzani sheyepikdoni biyadacher. Frak the Gemara asks when you have a case of pikadon, which is where I gave you something to hold and not for your use. So this concept. Of when I, when I want you to return it, I don't want you to give it over to someone else. I wanted to, I trusted you. I don't trust anybody else. So how does that work over here? The case is, why is he okay with the fact that he gave it over to so and so? Because the case is where the guy who, who is holding his thing, holding his money, let's say, he normally, when someone asks him, where's the money? Where's the stuff that I gave to you to hold for me? So he usually responds and says, what are you talking about? What stuff? There's no stuff. So if, since, since it's such a person, it's a hukhsa kafran, someone usually denies. Therefore, he prefers that the money goes to someone else's hands in order that he get back his money. 
Rav Sheshes Ishrisa Desarvali B'mechuzah. Rav Sheshes had some kind of coats that he had given on consignment to be sold uh, in Mechuzah, in this place called Mechuzah. Amr Rav Yosef Bachama. So he said over to Rav Yosef Bachama, V'hadi da'asis ha'sinu nihali. When you come back from there, bring it, bring it back to me. Ozal yahavinu So he went there, and they gave it to him. Amr le'nikneim inach. And they said to him, to Rav Yosef Barchama, who was bringing it, he, they said to him, listen, you take, you take upon yourself the achrayas, the responsibility if anything goes wrong. Amr lehu in. So at first he said, okay. And then he said, no way, forget it. Are you crazy? This is your responsibility, not mine. So when he came back, Amr le'shaper avdis. So when he came back to Rav Sheshit, so Rav Sheshit told him, you did the right thing. Why? Because you didn't make yourself into somebody who's considered a slave. The one who borrowed is considered a slave to the one who lent the money. So you didn't make yourself into a slave by making yourself responsible. Another way that he said it is, Shaper avdis, you did correctly. Because only the one who borrowed is the one who has an obligation to the, to the one who lent him the money. So there's no reason for you to bring yourself into that situation. Rabbi Achi, the son of Rabbi Yoshia, so he had some kind of silver um, kli vessel, some silver vessel in the Harda. You turn the page down on base, you down on base page 14b. So he said to Rabbi Yoshia, the son of Rabbi Yoshia, Rabbi Yoshia, he said to Rabbi Yoshia, the two of them, when you come back, bring it back to me. Also, Yahave Nihale. So they went, and, and the people who were watching it gave it over to Rabbi Dustoy and to Rabbi Yaisi. Amri Luhu. So they said to them, Niknimi Take responsibility upon yourselves if anything goes wrong. Amri Luhu Lo. So they responded and said, No, it's not our, obliga- our obligation. Amri Luhu Ahadri Nihalan. So they said, You give it back to us then. Rabbi Dustoy, Rabbi Yanai, Amr Luhu In. So Rabbi Dustoy said, Okay, no problem. Rabbi Yaisi Vakipur, Amr Luhu Lai. Rabbi Yaisi Vakipur said, No, I'm not going to give it back to you because Rav said, You can't back out. So so they were bugging the heck out of Rabbi Yaisi. They were trying to get it back from him. Amr Chazi Amru Amri Chazi Mar So they said to Rabbi Dustoy, "Look what he's doing. You, Rabbi Dustoy, said you're going to give it back, but Rabbi Yaisi Bar Kipper is not giving it back." Amr So Rabbi Dustoy said to them, "Tav Ramule." He said, "You're doing good to him. Knock him out." Meaning they were trying to beat him up. So now, when Rabbi Dustoy and Rabbi Yaisi came back. To Rabbi Achi, Amar Lei. So Rabbi Yaisi said to him, Chazimar Lemistayo Deloisayin. When they said, "Look what he's doing," so not only did Rabbi Dustoy not help me, Ela Amar Lehunami Tavramule. He even said to them that uh, you should continue beating him up. Amar Lei. So Rabbi Achi turns to Rabbi Dustoy and says to him like this, Amantiyavadachi, why did you do this? Amar Lei. So Rabbi Dustoy responded and said, Oisemene Adam Hein Ama VeKoyvan Ama. They are very tall, and their heads are very tall. And they speak from their stomachs. And they have scary names. Their names are Arda, Arta, and Pili. When they say to tie them up, they tie them up. When they say kill them, the people that they're talking about get killed. And if they would have killed me, he refers to himself in third person, would have given my father Yanai another son like me? Meaning, I was f- beyond frightened from them, and therefore, this is why I said this. Are these people, are they tight with the government? So he responded and said, yes. Do they have horses and, and mules that are running after them? He said to them, yes. 
So Miachi said, if that's the case, then you did the right thing. Meaning, the fact that you said all these things so that they wouldn't get even more angry at you, so that was a correct thing to do. Because otherwise, who knows, they could have killed you, they could have killed Rabbi Yossi. You did the right thing. Now, we have a new case. Let's say he says to them, bring this money to so-and-so. And then, the messenger went to find him, and they didn't find him. Why? Because he died. So Tani Chado, we have one Brisa that says Yachsiru l'Meshaleach. The money goes back to the one who sent it. Betani Idach, and one Brisa says Liyarshim Mishnah Shalchulay that it goes to the one, the, the children of the one who it was sent to. Let us say that what is the argument between these two Brisias? The Marasavar that one holds Haylech Kizchi that that when you say give it over, so he has indeed. Uh, the transaction has taken place and he owns it now. So that's why the one that says, the second one that says it goes to the children of the Yorshim, the Yorshim, the children, the inheritors of the person, that's why it goes to them. And the one that says that it doesn't go, it goes back to the one who sent it, it's because he holds that when you say bring it, it's not considered like you that, that you are giving it over to him. says no. Everyone agrees that when you say give it over, bring it, so it's not considered that he has indeed uh, merited it right away. So it's not a problem. Because one is talking about a healthy person, one is talking about a person who's sick. Because Rabbi Abba Mama holds that even if we say by a normal person who's healthy that holy chizlav kishi, when you say give it over, bring it over, it's not he doesn't get it right away. But nevertheless, when you're talking about a shchivmer or someone who's about to pass away, someone who's very sick, holy is kishi, and therefore that's the case where it goes to the yorsh and goes to the inheritors. Rezvid Omar Rezvid says hava hava shchivmer. Both cases are talking about a guy who's sick. So if the guy is around who's supposed to be receiving it, he hasn't died yet at the time when he gave it over, then there's a Kenyan. Indeed, he indeed has, there has been a transaction and he does indeed own it. And then it goes to his Yorshim, to his inheritors, to the inheritors of the Makabal, the receiver. When does it go back to the, to the one who sent it? When we're talking about where the guy who was supposed to receive it was dead already when he gave it over. Rapapa Amar Haba Habibari. Rapapa says both cases are talking about a healthy guy. This this case is talking about where the receiver died first. When he died first, so then the Yorshim, his Yorshim, his inheritors don't get it. If the guy who's giving it died first, so then there's a concept of we have to there's a mitzvah kind of rames. Since the guy who was giving it died first, so you have to give it over to the person who's supposed to receive it. And therefore even though the guy who's supposed to receive it died also, his children get it. Let us say that whether or not we say when you say give it over, whether or not there's a Kenyan a transaction that place, takes place and the person owns it now. That's a it's an it's an argument between different Tanaim, the Tanim we learned on a Braisa. Give over this money to so and so. And he went to find him, but he couldn't find him. So it goes back to the one who sent it. Let's say the guy died, the one who sent it. So Rabbi Nassim and Yaakov say that it goes back to the to the inheritors of the one who sent it. And the Yesh Amram say that it goes back. Where does it go to in the end? It goes to the inheritors of the one who it was sent to. Yehuda Nasi Amar Mishim Rabbi Yaakov Shemishim Rabbi Meir. Yehuda Nasi said in the name of Rabbi Yaakov, he said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Mitzvah Kaim De Rahmes that it's a mitzvah to, to to fulfill the words of the person who's dead, and therefore it goes to the person that it was sent to. Chachamim Amar Yachleiku. Chachamim say that you have to split it up, meaning we have a suffix, we don't know which way it's supposed to go, so therefore you split it. The Khan Amru in Babylonia they said. Whatever the shliach, the messenger thinks is the correct thing to do, that's what we do. Rabbi Shimon Hanasi says, 
there was an there was a story that happened to me, a similar story. And he told me to give it back to the inheritors of the one who sent it. So the Gemara says, Let us say that this is what they're arguing about. The Tanakhama Savar, the Tanakhama who says that it goes back to the Mishalet, the one who sent it, that when you say bring it, it's not considered like you are giving it over, giving over the possession. And Renas and Yaakov also hold that uh, when you say bring it, it's not considered that you're giving over possession. We have to the miss, even though the guy died, we don't say, according to Rabbi Nassim and Yaakov, that it's a, that we have to fulfill the words of the guy who died. The Yesh Omrim, the ones who say, the Yesh Omrim, so they say that it indeed goes to the Yorshim, to the inheritors of the one who was sent to, because they hold Halich Kishri, that when you say give it over, you do mean that it should change possession. Rabbi Huda Hanasi, who said in the name of Rabbi Yaakov, who said in the name of Rabbi Meir, he holds that normally in a normal case, if you say give it over, you're not changing the possession. Mew, however, where he died, they hold that indeed you do say that uh, that if someone died, so then you have to fulfill his wishes. They say you split it up. Why? Because they have a, they're in doubt. The Khan Amru, and in Babylonia they said, Shuda Adif, that uh, you use the discretion of the Shliach, the messenger, because he was the one who actually spoke to the guy who sent it, so therefore he understands exactly what he meant and what he wanted. Rabbi Shimon Hanasi, Rabbi Shimon Hanasi holds Maisa Oslashmin, he's just coming to tell us the story. So perhaps it's the arguing about whether or not we say Halich Kizchi. Kumara says, No. That uh, when it comes to somebody who's healthy, everyone agrees that Halich is not Kizchi. We do not say that we give it over. We're talking about a guy who's very sickly. And they're arguing about the following argument of Rabbi Lazar and the Rabbanan. We learned in a Mishnah, someone is giving out his Nechazim instead of it being split up normally according to the normal laws of Yorshim of inheritors. So he's saying exactly what he wants to go to whom. Rabbi Lazar, Amir Rabbi Lazar says, so whether we're talking about a person who is healthy or whether we're talking about a person who is in a very dangerous state is dying, normal, no, you go through the normal steps, the normal stages for creating a Kenyan. It's not enough what he says. So therefore, if you're talking about which means any kind of ground, any kind of land, so you have to do the regular Kenyanim, the regular way of transferring property, Kesef, with money, Shtar, with the document, Chazaka, or with taking hold of the of the property. If we're not talking about any kind of property, but things that are metal and things that move, the normal, the normal halacha, you can only be kind of them with Mashiach, some kind of pulling it. Chachamim, the Chachamim say, The Chachamim say that when you're talking about a person who's sick, indeed, we say that there can be a Kenyan, you can create some kind of transfer of possession, just by him saying that I wanted to go into his possession. Amrulo, so they said to him, There was this story that happened with the mother of these children of Reichel. She was sick. And she said, We turned to the test of Amadalaf, Kivinasi Libiti. Give over my brooch to my daughter. And it has a value of 12 mana. And she passed away. And the rabbis fulfilled her words. So what do we see? So the rabbis are bringing a proof to their words that even though she didn't actually make any kind of kinyan, there was no kind of transfer of possession. Nevertheless, it went into her possession. 
So he responded to them and says, you can't bring any proofs from them. He said it in a way of uh, some kind of, Rashi says some kind of negative statement. She said, let, let them bury their mother, meaning they, they, these people were not such good people and the rabbis did not look into, into their words very carefully to see what they really meant. They just said, this is what we're going to do, this is the halacha, you can't bring any proofs from there though because it's not a normal case. So now, just to get it straight, so Rebelezer holds that in order to create some kind of Kenyan, when you're talking about a person who's very sick, to, to transfer the, the possession, so you have to do the regular way. It's not enough to just say it. Whereas the Chachamim hold that no, when you're talking about a person who's sick, indeed it's enough for him to just say it and it goes into the possession of the people he wants it to go to. So now, Tanakama, the first Tana of the Bryson that we mentioned before, Kirebelezer. So he also like Rebelezer, that says that if you're talking about a sick person, it doesn't transfer unless you do a proper Kenyan, a proper transfer for Shos. And they also hold, like Rebbe Lazar, that you have to do some kind of transfer. And they hold, even though the guy has died, we do not have a mitzvah. There's no concept that we have to fulfill the words of the dead person. And the Yeshamrim, who say that indeed does transfer, and they hold like the rabbis who say, when we're talking about a sick person, that he just has to say it's enough. And Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, who said in the name of Rabbi Meir, he holds like Rabbi Lazar, that you need some kind of kinim. Mihu, however, when he passed away, so since he died, so therefore we have a concept that uh, we do give it over because there's a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the person. That you split it up. Because they have some kind of doubt and they just say, let's split it. In Babylonia they said, Shuda Adif. The discretion of the shliach is the one that we that is the determining factor. Rabbi Shimon comes, comes to teach us the story of what happened. We'll continue from here in the next daily daf.